1: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. So there are two voices on the podcast today and I mean I am missing Zoe but I'm not gonna lie I've got the next best thing because I've actually invited my best mate. Probably my oldest friend, not in age, but in length of friendship onto the podcast. Not just for Anatta, she's actually an expert in fitness, nutrition, would you say that's right, Luce? Yeah, a bit of an all-rounder. Yeah. How long have you been a PT for now? I think it's, what, well, it's been t- 10 years this year, actually. 10 years. Absolutely. She's definitely an expert then. She's also got three children, ranging from yeah. 11, is it or 12? Is Mason 12? 12, yeah. I'm actually his godmother, so that makes it really bad <laughs> that I said 11, even worse. <laughs> it is my best mate, Lucy Mana. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. This is oh, so this is a, weird. This is actually weird. It is a bit weird. So, we've had actually so many questions, and obviously it's January, it's a cliche, you know, we want to talk about health and fitness, but first, I just want you to share your story about why you decided to train as a PT. I... Got pregnant, quite young, with my now
2: husband. (laughs) I would have been 21, really unprepared. He was a happy mistake, shall we say. Um, And, you know, I still had to kind of watch you guys, all my best mates, still living the life, going clubbing, having, um, you know, great time. (laughs) And I had Mason and I didn't really know where to start in terms of getting myself back to feeling how I wanted to feel and look. Um, and obviously, as you can appreciate, being 21, 22, and having had a baby that young, your kind of sense of body image is probably still not quite, you know, you know, you know it's not, it's different now, isn't it? When we're in our mid-30s, you're kind of... We're more accepting now, aren't we? So, yeah, I had him, and then um, I hired a... PT female PT for myself and she came to my house um a few times a week took like two times three times a week it meant that I could have Mason with me um stop halfway through to feed him if he needed to and yeah she was fab and but you know you and I being coming from a dance background going to the stage school we went to I already had that kind of work ethic and, and kind of you know that that was it was quite drilled into us at school wasn't it like kind of the importance of looking after yourself and exercising so I enjoyed exercise anyway um it was just a case of her kind of teaching me um what to do and what not to do after having a baby because obviously you know I know this now after I trained to be a, P- a PT but I think at the time I wouldn't have known where to where to have started after having a baby yeah of exercise course. and nutrition as well really I mean like it's it's, it's a very important role. Um, and obviously I was breastfeeding for, for a few months after having him. So it's just kind of navigating around, you know, what can I, what can I, what can't I, um, you know, am I allowed to kind of, you know, cut back on calories whilst I'm breastfeeding? and Am I not? You know, there's so many questions, isn't there around sort of what is, what you can and can't do after having a baby. So yeah, she was great. I kind of, spent about six months with her did get back to feeling and looking how I wanted to to be as a result of her training me and me feeling getting back to how I wanted to be um I was really inspired and I thought actually do you know what I'm not working now at the moment I went on returning to leave and uh, for my, my office job and but then sort of decided to just quit after that and um I always wanted to do something that I knew would be able to I would be able to fit around the you know kids kids you know kind of one child or two child children whatever that would look like going forwards and so yeah I I trained to be a PT did like a nine-month course my mum was amazing she looked after Mason for me when I went off to college again (laughs) and um (laughs) yeah I haven't
1: looked back since I absolutely love it it's January the, the expectations and we put so much pressure on ourselves to like change everything like you said and eat healthily and like go to the gym 500 times a week but I thought well Zoe and I actually thought I did have a conversation with her as well um that it would be good for you guys to send in questions for Lucy because she's very realistic like I've I've worked with you you know on stuff before and yeah, it's, it feels manageable with you. So I hope you don't mind, but we've had loads of questions. So I'll just fire them at you and um, you can, yeah, you can do your I'll thing. Do my best. This is a good way to start, actually. This is from Julia. What are the best snack ideas for the postpartum days? I'm due with baby number two in March. I feel like you're good. Yeah, I well. love that one. Um, so this might
2: make you laugh when um, every time I've had a baby... You know, like in the middle of the night when you wake up halfway through the night, as you do many, many times, if you've got to feed your baby. I used to have like um in my side drawer next to my bed, like a box filled with snack bars and bananas (laughs) and things that I could eat in the middle of the night because it's hungry work, isn't it? Feeding, whether it's you know bottle fed or breastfed. I I did both, but I found in particular breastfeeding made me so hungry, and then obviously having to get up in the middle of the night to feed. Um, Change nappies and whatever I used to think oh god I'm just laying here with a baby in my arms all I need is some food and water so I used to keep like bottles of water in my bedside drawer with some snack bars things like nature valley you know those crunchy oat bars yeah what are the other ones like like protein bars are great because we all need more protein um like instead of kind of there's nothing wrong with having biscuits and things like that if that's what you really want but if you're looking for snacks that are going to keep you full up for longer Mm. and not kind of make your sugar levels like peak and then crash um protein bars are a great way to keep you full up and they're low in sugar but yeah anything really that you can just grab um quickly pieces of fruit who has time to do this really with a newborn but you can make your own kind of like flapjack bars and things to have like cut up ready to go um but yeah just being prepared I think is a great one because we've all been there you know I used to remember getting to like 2 p.m thinking oh my gosh I've not eaten a thing and you just need like quick things don't you in those first beginning days when it's just absolute chaos
1: otherwise you end up eating like pick mix like i would the deliciously ella um Zoe likes i think they're called like keiko balls yeah love that right there was a question here which i really want to answer i really want you to answer somebody said is it better is it better to do five 20 minute sessions a week Or two, or like one two-hour session? There is no right or wrong answer to this really because it's
2: all going to come down to time. So I would just say, set it. the best thing you can do is just set a realistic schedule for yourself that fits in around work, kids. And if that means doing five 20-minute workouts throughout the week, and that's what you can fit into your day or your week, then that's going to be better than doing nothing. Um, equally, if you've if you know you've only got two days where you can get away from your, you know, laptop or away from the kids to exercise, then to, again, two hours is fine. So it really depends on how much time you have to set aside. But something I do with my clients a lot is just setting realistic targets and having a schedule. And I really feel that it helps to. Put the word workout into your diary, like you would a hair appointment or a doctor's appointment, and you just stick to it. Um, you know, so set yourself up for the week and go. Okay, right. When have I kind of got a bit of wiggle room this week to set aside some time for me? Um, you know, where the kids are sorted and work, you know, is, is done or whatever your commitments are, and just have it in the diary. You know, you you wouldn't miss a doctor's appointment. You know, it's it's you've it to prioritize it in that way. Is something that is really important to you um, and it doesn't have to be every day. Do you know what? I really can only exercise two days a week for 30 minutes. If that's all you can do, you're better off doing that
1: than doing nothing and going, this is too hard, I can't. I feel like as well, like with that question, if I was this person... I would say do the 20 minutes five times a week because say if you think to yourself, oh, I'm only going to exercise once this week, but it's going to be for two hours. If that doesn't happen, because something happens on that day, as we know, life changes, then your whole week's exercise is gone. Whereas if you just fit in 20 minutes at the beginning of the week, oh, and it doesn't happen on Tuesday, oh, well, you're going to do it on Wednesday, you're going to do it on Thursday, and then if Friday doesn't happen, oh, it didn't happen, but you still did something – I don't know like I'm so guilty of that being like oh actually I've only got 20 minutes oh there's no point. It's just a bit about being realistic and that
2: that word I think is going to come up a lot today but I think it's really important we set such unrealistic expectations for ourselves let's face it as mums we are all so overwhelmed and so busy Um, you know whether you're a working parent or a non-working parent it's it's hard right so fitting in yet another thing on, you know, onto your plate, it's daunting. And I think if, if, you know, people listening thinking, oh God, I just, I wouldn't even know where to put that into my week. You know, it's, I think it's things as well. Like if you, you know, if you've got a partner asking them, just saying to them, look, this is really important to me. I would really, really like to have some time to myself this week. Can we set, can we work out a time where you have the kids, you know, you take them to the park, I'm going to do a workout at home or, if that's unrealistic, if that's not going to happen for whatever reason, then, um, you know, doing a workout at at home with your kids involved is equally fine. Like my kids love working out with me. They always have done. They love copying and they get a bit bored sometimes halfway through and I give them the iPad, but it means that I get an hour to me and then afterwards, I feel amazing. I'm less stressed, less snappy with them. I'm a better mum for it. And if you think about it, how many hours you have in a week setting aside half an hour for yourself two or three times a week I don't think he's asking for a lot the mum who is doing everything for everyone else
1: yeah exactly is weight training or running more effective for weight loss
2: interesting this comes up a lot way 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 more than you think yeah and i think there is a bit a bit of a debate with this the avid runners out there are probably thinking come on say running but the thing is if you enjoy running or weight training or swimming or whatever it is do it and include it into your week or month you know or into your schedule if if it's something you really really enjoy personally i don't like running <laughs> um i find it quite monotonous so i need like <laughs> i need to change things up all the time so running straight for me is just I find it quite boring. I do it every now and then but I prefer to do I would honestly prefer to go on a two hour, you know, an hour walk or whatever instead. Having said that, so in terms of weight loss, this is this is something that I would always say to my clients. If you have only got time for one thing, always prioritize strength training over cardio. And that is because we don't realize how much we are burning naturally throughout the day um, just by doing like non-exercise movement, whether that's walking, going up and down the stairs, doing the laundry, you know, running around after the kids, cooking, all of those things that are kind of like non-exercise movements, um, your body's burning around anything between sort of 500 to 600 calories a day anyway, just doing that. Um, then on top of that, if you can find the time to go out for a walk for half an hour, basically if you kind of set yourself a target of hitting roughly eight to 10,000 steps a day, that alongside strength training is going to be far better for fat loss than prioritizing all of your time going for a run. And there's many, many different factors to that. I could talk about this topic all day. (laughs) So if you're going to prioritize something, running or strength training, Strength training for me will always win because what that does for your body in terms of fat loss and, you know, muscle gain is far outweighs the benefits from what you get from running. Because, as I say, if you're up and about all day anyway, you're getting that
1: cardio in. I just ordered because my job can be quite sedentary. Sed- Is that what you say? Sed- sitting down a lot. I have just ordered a walking pad. I got it from Amazon. It was like a hundred and fifty quid, maybe something like that. And from now on, you know, like when you're on those Zoom meetings or you know whatever, I can walk while I'm doing it. If, you're, if, if you, if that's what you can fit into your day.
2: I recommend walking pads a lot for people that sit at desks all day. If you can get up and take phone calls and walk on that walking pad, um, you know, in between sitting down on your laptop, then you'll be surprised how much more energy you're going to be able to expend.
1: Or I saw somebody, they've got it in front of their TV in the evening, because, you know, like when the evening comes around, you think, oh, my God i don't want i don't want to do any exercise while they're watching their favorite program on netflix or whatever just walk while you're watching it and like then you get the steps in i think sometimes the problem with
2: with fat loss is people think it's all about hitting the gym when actually you burn far more calories throughout the day by just walking and moving and doing all of those normal day-to-day things yeah those things yeah
1: we'll be right back after this short break
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
1: Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? This is good. Will I be okay to get back into exercise while trying to conceive? Yes. There's absolutely no reason why you cannot. And
2: studies have shown and proven time and time again that actually... Keeping fit and exercise actually helps, you know, can help. You know, having a healthier lifestyle, shall we say, whilst trying to conceive can massively help. So, yeah, there's absolutely no reason why you cannot exercise before getting pregnant, during pregnancy. Um, It's all safe. The only thing I would say is if you, let's just say you are halfway through your pregnancy and you're new to exercise. Then that's some that's a little bit different. So I wouldn't suggest suddenly hitting the gym at five or six months pregnant if you haven't, you know, if you haven't done much, you know, ex- exercise before that. Yeah, by all means, if you if you're not yet pregnant and you want to start getting into a healthier routine with with fitness, then start somewhere that feels comfortable. Whether that's just literally doing basic exercises at home, like squats and lunges, body weight star push ups, and building on it from there. Um, And then you can include some small weights, small dumbbells and things into those workouts.
1: Go to lunch ideas. I struggle with this so much. Do you know what? I think the biggest tip, because I could be
2: here all day discussing recipes and meal ideas, it's about kind of looking at what you already like eating. And I mean, we haven't really got to this yet, but it's going to come up in a minute about protein. Kind of just looking at what you're eating. Um, for lunch or dinner or breakfast and just thinking to yourself how can I make this as high protein as possible now that's not to say that you should be cutting out carbs you don't need to you don't have to eat carbs but you know it doesn't have to be salads 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 you know boring food Um, like we were just talking about paninis then you could make yourself like a nice chicken and mozzarella toasty or whatever tuna easy things like um jackie potatoes with tuna or beans cheese that type of stuff just stuff that's going to fill you up that have protein in them are always a good shout obviously like it's such a time thing isn't it like i don't want to spend hours in the kitchen i love cooking but i don't i i don't and i actually can't really because of time so what i'll often do is at dinner time i'll cook if i'm just cooking for me and matt then i'll cook four portions And obviously we'll eat two of those portions that night and then I'll box up two portions for the next day for like lunch or dinner. So I try to only really cook like three times a week because I just don't really want to be doing any more than that. Spaghetti bolognese or chicken breast with pesto on top and some veg and a bit of rice, like anything like that, really. I think... um, Stir fries are great because you can just chuck it all in and they heat well again the next day.
1: I feel like lunch is really hard, but whenever I look at your Instagram, it's always really easy stuff. Like you've made like a pizza from a, p- a pita bread. That's one I I come back to quite a lot actually. So it's just a pita bread
2: and I put like pesto down or like a bit of tomato sauce and then um, whatever I've got in the fridge really grated cheese chicken cooked like cooked leftover chicken some sweet corn like you're having a pizza but for half the calories
1: that's true and like you taught me that as well it in, you know I, I love pizza but you can buy those like count on us pizzas from m s where the calorie less calories and then you can just add on like chicken or whatever protein it is that you want to it to make it more filling like that you can always adapt can't you I'm seven months postpartum I'm still breastfeeding and do regular Pilates but how can I shift the baby belly there are actually so many questions about like best exercise for the baby belly best, best exercise for a mum tum all of that kind of stuff yeah
2: this comes what up a lot as well to when I have new clients that have just had babies and it's it's so hard because um well first of all I can't see these people so I can't and it's a hard one because 7 months postpartum that's still so early and your body takes such a long time um way longer than people think to get you know to get back to kind of how how you were before and it is that classic thing of like 9 months in 9 months out but it's longer than that you know with Hudson my third baby I would say it took me a good 2 years to kind of get back to where I kind of felt comfortable and even then and you're probably the same if I look at my tummy skin now it's crinkly. it's not quite the same the elasticity is like not quite you know it's, it's gone <laughs> um stretch marks are a, a very real thing what I would suggest to that person would be speak to like a mummy MOT specialist someone that can look at your stomach muscles to see if there's any ab separation there because that can contribute and if there is any problems there with kind of ab separation then that would need to get we can you know people people can help to kind of get those muscles to return um which would then sort of help in the long term but yeah if it's if it's literally fat loss then good nutrition and what i mean by that when i say good nutrition is that adds a whole nother layer if you're breastfeeding you don't really want to start cutting your calories massively when you breastfeed you're burning up to like six or 700 calories a day just from breastfeeding alone within reason you should be able to kind of eat relatively more food because you need it for the baby or the baby needs you know those calories so you don't want to start going on like crash diets whilst you're breastfeeding the quality of your meal obviously will go down Um, but you can look at changing kind of making small changes of what you eat so alongside kind of getting enough calories in is looking at what type of calories you're eating so Are you having enough protein? You know, are you having good carbs? There might, you know, are you still eating too many sweets and chocolates and biscuits and things like that that are kind of not really going to help long term to help you lose that that fat loss? I think the easiest way to kind of look at it is including protein for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And you want to look at around one to two grams of protein per kg of body weight. Does that make sense?
1: So, if you weigh 60 kg, uh-huh. you're going for like. You're what? looking at
2: anything between 100... 60 and 120 grams of protein a day. So, 60 at the bare minimum. For a person that weighs 60 kg, the bare minimum of protein that you need just to live really healthily and for your joints um, and muscle um, would be 60 kg. Now, if you then add in strength training to that, you're going to want to be more at the kind of. 100 to 120 end to help your muscles to grow and repair
1: and just for like an example like how many grams of protein would be in like one egg uh there is approximately depends on the size of the egg but anything between um six to ten grams of protein what are like your top like five high protein foods chicken
2: (laughs) um lean beef um fish is great because it's very high protein and low in calories so if you're on a weight loss journey seafood's great yeah anything lean so low in fat so like chicken obviously lean steak um low fat meat, turkey things like that eggs as well greek yogurt is amazing so typically i'd have greek yogurt most breakfasts or a protein shake I know you have eggs every morning, right? So I would always have, like, a protein shake or a protein bar
1: throughout the day as well. But not not everyone
2: likes them, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not one for a protein shake. I don't mind those fulfilled protein bars. But there are, like, 20 grams of protein in those great. or something, On there? They're they? a great way to have. Yeah. If, you want, if you feel like you need a bit of chocolate, but you're trying to hit,
2: like, a certain protein target, then it's kind of like killing two birds with one stone, which is why I,
1: I have them. Let's go to... Best way to approach strength training without getting overwhelmed? So it's, it can be a
2: hard place to start if you've not really ventured into the world of weights before. Um, but I would say if you literally starting from, you know, never having picked up a weight in your life, um, then actually doing kind of just basic body weight exercises first. To get your muscles conditioned and ready um, is the best way forward. So find yourself just a really good plan to follow, um, and that could look something like just including some squats and lunges and push ups and tricep dips and things like that. Um, and then when you when that feels starts to feel too easy, then I would suggest buying some um, little. Hand free weights at around sort of like three kg, or you know, if you feel like you can do more than that, five kg, six kg, have a few of them, and then start incorporating incorporating them into your workout. So using, um, doing like a squat and then a press, um, you know, doing some dumbbell curls, holding your um, dumbbells whilst you do some lunges, and then again, when that starts to feel too easy, then increase again. So if you can't have big weights at home. Um, then it might be a good time to then sort of go to the gym, but have a plan, have have a bit of structure in place.
1: So you can do three strength training um, sessions a week. Would you do like a day where you focus on legs, a day where you focus on arms, and then a day where you focus on full body, like to keep it simple? Yeah, ideally that would be
2: that would be great. But again, it comes down to time. If you can only do two workouts a week, then I would say full body both times or you know, upper body in one session, lower body in another session. But um, I would say if you're new to it and you're just getting into it, 20 to 30 minutes of strength training two or three times a week is a great place to start.
1: I love that. Um, someone's actually put here, are free weights as effective? I feel more comfortable using them than the gym machines. Yeah, absolutely. It's about enjoying
2: what you do as well. I think that's like a massive one. So... If you go to the gym and you think, oh, gosh, I really don't want to veer into that section. It looks a bit scary over there with all the meatheads. Then, you know, and and I think it can be quite confusing, can't it? When you you kind of approach a piece of equipment, you think, oh, my gosh, what do I do with this? Um, If you know, if you feel more comfortable using the free weights, then, yeah, they can be really effective. The only thing I would say is that make sure you're constantly challenging yourself. So, whenever something starts to feel too easy, then it's time to up the weights just to keep seeing that pr- progression.
1: Love that. And this isn't a question, but um, just a statement to finish up on. Someone has said, not a question, but Lucy is the best postnatal PT you could wish for. I'm so glad for this podcast. Thank you. That is so nice. That's obviously one of your clients, current clients or previous clients. And you're starting, well, you obviously do online coaching as well, don't you? So you do like in-studio stuff and online. So where can, if anyone wants any more info or wants to send you a question, where's the, where can yeah, they find in. you? Okay, so I am Lucy Marner Fitness on
2: Instagram. If you go on there, you can find a link to my website. I offer um, sessions in my gym for anyone. And, um, whether that's postnatal, prenatal or just a woman (laughs) Um, and then I started my online coaching at the beginning of last year and it's going really well, I love it, it means that I can now coach clients online from anywhere in the world and yeah I feel like I can reach more people now and I'm seeing great client results from it so
1: it's pretty good, I'm loving it thank you this has been great i can't believe it's taken me six years to get you on the podcast and thank you so much for listening um we are going to be back on tuesday and as always we would really really appreciate if you could rate review and subscribe to the podcast and any feedback you can drop us a dm we're on at made by Mamas on instagram and zo and i will be back together next week see you then Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason.
2: Insanity Group. Hold
0: up, what was that?